Hey, let's get this fucker started. What's yeah. up? So you're saying the game starts today's Wednesday, 10, uh -huh. 15 a.m. So it starts on Friday morning. Yes. You're saying we're playing. It's no, Canada versus Spain. Spain. Yeah, man. And nope. we're going to be live. And we're starting out at Canada what time? versus France, bro. Frank. France. My bad, everybody. Frank the France, bro. The Franks. Okay, so when do this, the Canucks play the Franks? All right, so they play at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. So we will be on here, which is uh, 8.30 Central. And you guys can do the math on that. I'm not going to do the math on wherever 8.30 in Oklahoma time. What's up, Corey? What's up, George? Let's do it, guys. 8.30, so, Friday morning. We're going to be watching Shea and Dort put their balls all over France. Yeah, man. I, I wish Usman Jang was playing in this game, but I totally understand that um, he got his ass hurt. So, you know, we'll move on. So we also were working up the rest of the game and the schedule for FIBA, um, which games FIBA, are we FIBA. going to um, be watching. But, I mean, there's games that I'm circling that are going to be super fucking early for Mark and I that it's, you know, Australia versus uh, Germany. Man, I'm so pumped up about that game. So, you know, kind of going to see what that's going to happen there. So 4.30 in the morning Eastern for that one. And that what is up, on Jared? Sunday. So what we'll up? find out if we'll wake um, up for that one or not. Um, yeah, dude. Jared, yeah, yeah. Some of these really, really early ones don't make any sense. But but, but some of them do. And we're going to be at the ones that make sense, guys. Best believe that. Yeah, dude. The Germany, I, I think that the hardest bracket for sure is going to be the Australian-Germany uh, bracket. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough up and down bracket. Um, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see. So I, I'm pulling up the brackets as I speak right now because um, I think it's interesting that I know so brackets, little about man. FIBA, but I'm starting to kind of figure out which NBA players are playing for which teams. Mm -hmm. And some of them are, are loaded. Um, some of them, like seriously, like France is going to be loaded. Canada's loaded. Australia right. is loaded. Those are my two favorite teams to talk about. Canada and Australia, but um, this is an exciting time, dude. And I'm like, we've never had early morning games, so I'm, I'm excited to see who's who's up that early on a Friday. Yeah, dude. And and you know what? We've been unable to connect with a lot of our Australian listeners um, because of how early we wake up or um, do the show and stuff. But you know, when Australia is playing against Germany and these other teams at four o'clock in the morning, they'll be up uh, for sure. So um, and definitely. Uh, I know that too cool and some of you guys like that, that are hardcore fans that live in Australia, be watching every single game, no matter the timing. So um, I'm pretty stoked about that. Fuck yeah. Shout out to the crazy fans out there, man. Love it. Getting up early. Dave, you were talking about live streaming, maybe a game that, or like, you know, chilling at 4.30 a.m. Yeah. So we'll see how that rolls out. But I have to make a different place in my my house to make sure i don't make up uh, any noise i might have to go into like i don't know a section of the basement i haven't been in a while they call it the tent <laughs> the tent the tent. who remembers the tent uh the <laughs> early days of uh um youtube man i i had this area in my house that was so separated from everything you never heard anything but the problem was it was an unfurnished part of our basement so i just put up this tent around it essentially it was just a bunch of curtains Check it out if you guys don't believe me. It's pretty baller. The acoustics rocked in it. It was nice. <laughs> so much fun. I miss those days. 
Missed the back 10 the days. Day. Back All right. Day. So, <laughs> Bill Ford, yes. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that we obviously talk about every time mm. about getting pumped up. Last time we talked about Coach Degnault, um, you know, leading ESPN for um, preseason coach of the year, expert voting or whatever they do there. Um, also, with that being said, the Thunder are expected to make the biggest jump. Are, are predicted to be the biggest jump um, in wins this next year in the entire NBA. Really? Yeah. What was that so, predicted to be? All right. So hold on one second. I'm going to pull that up because... Beanbag chair, Dave. That's what you need. <laughs> yes, dude. All right. So the prediction of the Oklahoma City Thunder being... Oh, man. What was that? All right, man. You're going to have to keep talking while I'm looking because I'm going to sound like an idiot burm, here. Burm, 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 burm. <laughs> all right. So the Thunder's odds of improving are immense and we're talking about a lot about Shea yeah um and FIBA coming up I think you can make an argument that his his move for MVP starts in two days yes in the morning in two days bro absolutely I really believe it I think when people look back and they say when did Shea put the NBA on notice yeah well FIBA is a great place to start yeah and, and, and you're right. <clears throat> I can't find that article, but I will find it and, and throw it up there because I think it was uh, 58 votes is what the Oklahoma City Thunder received um, out of the 100 votes that they were um, given that Oklahoma City Thunder would have the most um, additional wins. So, you know, as much as I want to say we're the only people now that have been saying this, we're not anymore. The experts are coming out and they're starting to say it, which is starting that that hype train again. You know, here we are talking about the hype train because the reality is, is that that's where we're at. I mean, we've been talking about how good this team is going to be since, uh, what the, the draft, you know, before the draft, and we've been talking like 50 wins and then all of a sudden everybody's like, well, you know what? I can see that now, you know, but it's taken a long time to even the experts to start recognizing that if they're predicting the Oklahoma city thunder is going to have the most, you know, um, wins, um, you know, compared to what they had last year, like the, the most, uh, uh, improvement. Yeah. Improvement in wins out of any team, then, then you have to sit there and say like, what are they thinking? Like 10 wins, 12 wins. Like that's the minimum of what it is because all the other teams that are going to have an improvement are going to have a seven to 10 win improvement. So if they're thinking 10 to 12 in win improvement, then again, we're, we're talking the same exact stuff when we're talking the 53 win season. And man, it reminds me of like when we were in the, the beginning of our rebuild and people like Kevin O'Connor and Bill Simmons were sitting around talking about what the Thunder needed to do. Sure. And they, how they felt bad for Shea and how Shea's prime was going to be wasted with the Thunder <laughs> going into this like long-term tank and all this stuff. The right? delusional like, tank. And he's still about to enter his prime. Like He's entering his prime. Maybe last year he entered it, you could argue. Um, and we're suddenly... 40 wins and expected to have the biggest improvement. Like, yeah. What an amazing opportunity. That's why when we look back at the last two years, previous two years where we didn't make the playoffs, we don't look at it and say, oh, that was disgusting basketball. We saw a player mm-hmm. go from being a second year player to all NBA first team. Like, sure. how many times you get to see you saw that? Now, the Thunder seems actually it happens every, you know, a couple times every decade, sure. which, which is fair. Like, some teams, though, they see it happen one time every 25 years. Oh, yeah, man. And, and, and you got to look at it like with Shea is that um, if all we had was Shea and that's it, 
and there was a team built around Shea and we had a bunch of really good role players, then I, I think we'd be sitting in a position that we could win 40 games next year. All right. Now, this is what's cool about this team. We're the team without Shea that we currently have right now. I think the team that we currently have without Shea could win 40 games. You know, because I think they would learn how to have other pieces that were, you know, profitable. But the whole point about that is that, like, if you think about that and you understand, like, what it means that you have a player as good as Shea, that automatically means that you get 40 wins in a season, you know? And then you have players that are around Shea that if Shea wasn't there, they could get 40 wins. You know, like, to me, like, that's a team. Like, there, people can say anything else they want about this team and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, if they didn't have Shea, they wouldn't have the star power. I'm sorry. I disagree because we would lean more heavily on J-Dub and mm-hmm. J-Dub would step up and we'd lean more heavily on uh, Josh Giddy. We'd lean more heavily on Chet. So and, let's talk about it. Let's, yeah. let's remove um, Shea from the equation. All right, Let's man, say let's the team it. didn't have Shea because it sounds like you think Shea with um, Shea's good enough to get a team to 35 to 40 wins. Yeah. What up, Moani? So what, is, what type of wins does this team get without Shea? I think you're in the 35 to 40 range without Shea. That's Shea. what I was thinking too. And, and I, think, I, don't think that there is, I don't think there's a way that you can um, argue with me otherwise because take Shea away and you still have 14 deep players that are all ready to play, that are all ready to do different things. And you would just be leaning more heavily on, on Isaiah Joe for more shots. Again, Josh Giddy for more shots, Jada more shots, Chet's more shots. So I still think that this team could win you know, 35 to 40 wins without Shea. And I, I think that there's going to be a time over the next five years that Shea's going to get injured and we're going to have to start the season without Shea, maybe a significant time without Shea. And then we'll be able to see how good this team is truly without Shea. And again, I, I just, this team's differently and it's different built. You've got different structures of it. You've got different positions that you can run any of the guys in. It's just, it's a different, I mean, drafted team and put together team, unlike anything we've seen before. And that's why it's like, you know, everybody's starting to recognize it. I mean, ESPN people are like, yeah, I think the Thunder are going to win 50 plus games this year. And it's like, whoa, you know, like how many times in the last five years, let's just say seven years, has ESPN projected us to win more wins than what we thought? Like they always are lowballing our wins. Always. Like not just significantly, but like five to seven to eight wins like i think they projected projected us to win 22 wins with chris paul on the team yeah it was you know, crazy. Like, so like that's my point is that like if, if we're looking at that and we're saying um the nba and and espn is notoriously like lowballed our win total and we're saying 53 wins and the nba is saying yeah yeah or uh, you know espn is saying like 50 yeah yeah, yeah. and they notorious lowballed us what are we saying now are we saying that this team could win more because if ESPN's yet again lowballing us, or is ESPN correct in this? And finally, they're actually waking up and, you know, getting their heads out of their asses. Like, again, that's what it's starting to play with me. Is like, why, why is ESPN starting to agree with us for a second here? <laughs> this shouldn't be happening yet. <laughs> Man. Thinking about that team without Shea, so you would end up with, you know, Giddy being more predominantly... But not really. I think he'd pretty much have the same role. J-Dub would get a few more shots, but I think he'd pretty much have the same role. Chat will pretty much have the same role. Like In the end, that's the interesting thing about this team is like the players don't really take away from each other. Like no. I can't really imagine... I, I mean, who, 
who would get more playing time if Shea was on a different team? Like, where would that come from? Would it be Would it be Trey Mann? Would it be Isaiah Joe? I think Isaiah Joe has Isaiah Joe. Yeah, he has the 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 shot mentality to consistently take a lot of shots out there. I think you would see Isaiah Joe out there a lot. I think you would see a Jay Will out there a lot, and it would be more of a revolving door. And like I said, we're gonna have a time and 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 uh, uh, Shea's career where we're gonna have to have a significant amount of time. I mean, there's just no player. And the NBA can have a 15-year career, 20-year career without missing at least one year, half a year. So, so and then depth, depth upon depth upon depth. Yeah, dude. That's what it's all about. Dude, man. So, Lindy Waters got signed to a two-way deal again. And Olivia Sar, Sar back, also. Bro. Yeah, man. He's back. He's back too. Yeah. Okay. So, the recruiting for his brother has begun full force, bro. Future number one pick. I don't know if he's going to be a future number one pick, but I do think he's going to be a top five pick in the future for sure. And bye-bye, Ty. Bye-bye, Ty, Ty. I like that. Um, dude, I'm excited about Lindy Waters. I feel like I was bummed. It was like one of those things. When I told we you, go. I, you did say it, and I was just like, I don't know. I felt like, listen, what the, you know when the moment I knew he's going to be back? <laughs> is when you told me we were watching a game, you're like, I think that's Lindy Waters with the team. And it was a summer league. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was Lindy Waters. And I was like, bro, he's not going to our summer. And this is after they told him he was not going to pick up his contract. I'm like, he's not going to do that. And I was like, that's where I got excited because when Sam Presti decided to guarantee his contract, he just gave him a couple extra hundred thousand dollars. You know? Like he signed a contract for a few hundred thousand dollars. And to me, that's what's so great about this this team is that when players get injured and all this other stuff, and we're all of a sudden able to, you know, utilize these these three-way contracts and turn them into a full guaranteed contract, it doesn't mean that we're, you know, sitting there and being like, oh yeah, yeah, this player is gonna be here forever. It's we're rewarding them because Lindy Waters is not just one of those amazing individuals for the city. He I mean, he grew up in Moore, you know, he grew up in Norman area. You know, he is uh, a native Oklahoman. He is what it's all about in Oklahoma, man. And and I think that's what's so beautiful about having a guy like that is he brings everybody um, to understand. And one of the things that Lindy Waters did this last year or two years ago that he took Shay and um, JRE, I think it was, to uh, up there in Lawton, I think it was, where they have the... the um, that's, um, I think it's new in Oklahoma City area, dude. Is it I new think, in Oklahoma City? I and do think that. to the uh, museum, the, the yeah. Native Museum, and it's amazing, man. I mean, it truly is amazing. And I, I think it's one of those things where when I lived in Lawton, up there, there's a, um, a museum up there. And for me, I, I consistently say, like, I, anytime that you have an opportunity to, to go and, and understand more of what Oklahoma is. And Mark and I, we had this uh, teacher um, when we were growing up. Uh, her name was Mrs. Bonds. And Mrs. Bonds um, had this way of teaching Oklahoma history like nobody else's business because I could tell you so much about it. And the way that she taught was insane. But the point is, is that like you see these guys that are part of the team and they bring Oklahoma into perspective. You know, like uh, there was a, a player that we had on this last cycle, was a coach that we had on this last cycle that was in Oklahoma City during the mirror building bombing. You know, and Sam Presti, I'm on the team because, again, it it brings everybody together. It's the community. It's not just a team. And here's the team and here's the community and they don't mix. It's not how it is, you know, and, and we see Lindy Waters always giving back. So for me, it was a big, 
big thing for the Oklahoma City Thunder to give him a two-way contract. Yeah, I mean, and, and going back to what Moani said, like, Coach Degnault trusts Lindy Waters. And I, I guess for people who haven't maybe been watching to the Thunder, every, I know everybody listening right now has been, but a lot of people are going to start watching the Thunder when they're like, they realize this team could be a 51 team. And they're going to be like, oh, shit, I better not miss out on this, right? Yeah. And then they're going to see this guy sitting on the bench on a two-way contract that Coach Degnault puts in and he creates defensive stops. He gets in the middle of things. He's someone that he trusts. And it's like, where did he come from? And it's like, well, that's that's two years worth of trust built up, right? Didn't he play two years ago or was it just last year that he played? But I feel like he's been with the team for about two years. Well, he's been for the... The G League for like I think a total of three years is, okay. is what he's been part of the G League for. So, right, and I I'm just like this is it's what Sam Presti's providing Coach Degnall is is more than just like another guy on the bench. Um, you know he really does trust Lindy Waters. Oh, Lindy Waters man. is someone that he can go to in big games. He can go to him in short rotation minutes and get production and you can go to him you know and ask him to start a, a spot and he can get production so Absolutely, man. it's about depth and that's and what I position like, does lindy waters play i he to me he plays the three he plays the two and sometimes he can mix it up and guard the four and the one that's that's my point man is like you have to have these guys on your bench L- listen you see these other teams that have the three uh three-way con- or two-way contracts you know but they um they have these con- three way. Um, they have these contracts so that it's a specialized player, right? Like he's only good at shooting. He's only good at defense, you know. But that's not where the Thunder have gone. Like you look at Olivia Saar, even like he's not just a big man that that plays defense out there. No, he gets rebounds and he shoots threes and he's constantly getting up the floor, you know. And 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 uh, Keon Johnson, I, I got it right this time. I didn't call no. him Keyshawn. <laughs> You say Keyshawn, but you didn't get it right this time. I think it's Keontae. Is it Keontae? I thought it was Keontae. Uh, whatever. Okay. Keontae Johnson. I think I might have said it wrong, too, but at least I'm all getting right. closer. We're getting let's closer. Just call him, let's call him Johnson. All right? Johnson. KJ. KJ. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get his the two-way uh, contract as well. You know? And, and so you have those three guys fighting, and I, I think it's going to be good for this team. It rounds it out at 18. And everybody knows 18 inches of hard cock is not something you want. So this Oklahoma City Thunder is going to be sick, bro. There you go, guys. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Does everybody really Keontae. Thank you, Jared. Keontae. We got it, Does man. Everybody really agree on that? I don't think everybody agrees on that, Dave. What? Um, you don't want <laughs> To each their own. Um. So, with that said, guys, we're going to be at it early in the next couple of days. Um, all schedules be damned. If you want to know when we're going to be around, we're going to be trying to be around for Team Australia, Green and Gold, the Boomers, and we're going to be watching Team Canada. Yeah, yeah. And Does anybody know, know if Poku made Serbia's team this year? I can't find any information on that right now. And um, if he doesn't, then I don't care. But if he yeah. did, then we will be watching some Serbia games together for but sure. I don't, I don't know. Um, hey, what about Mistich? Is he playing? I don't know. <sighs> All right, guys. See, these are the things that we need to figure out, but, um, we're just got hurt. He made it, but got hurt. So, All right, yeah. All right. I got, I got one question for you, Mark. All right. Before we get going anywhere. Um, 
take out J-Dub, all right, and take out the easy one here, which you got J-Dub, you got Shay, okay, you got Chet. All right, you got Dort. Uh, or you take out Josh Giddy too. All right, you got Dort. You've got um, Trey Mann. You've got Isaiah Joe. You've got Johnson. Um, and you've got Kaysen. Who shoots a better percentage from three from that group? All right, you guys answer it too. You guys Probably answer it too. two rookies. You think our two rookies are going to step up and shoot better? All right, let me ask you this. Our two rookies, let's just say they shoot. Did you mention Joe in that group? I'm sorry. Isaiah Joe, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, he'll, everybody's. Right. Let's, just, let's just say this, all right? Isaiah Joe shoots 42%. All right, right. let's just daydream for a second. Is that enough to be able to beat Jay Will for shooting next year? I don't know. No, no, no. Listen. I think Jay will. Isaiah, Isaiah Joe shoots a lot of volume. That's why I'd say like. But I think Isaiah Joe will be our best percentage shoot three point shooter next year. I think he shoots forty three percent from three point. I think he's going to shock the world. I think there's a reason why you see Chet and Jay will always hanging out. There's a reason why Josh Giddy and Jay will are always hanging out. Like there's a connection with Jay will and everybody. And you know it better than anybody is when you like a player and you have a connection with a player. What do you constantly do with that player? You know where they're at at all times on the floor. And if Jay Will is in that corner and he's just being left open, you know these guys are going to be finding him. So I do think that Jay Will is going to seriously be putting up some 40-plus percentage in three-point range. And I think because of the way that Isaiah shoots, like you said, volume, I think Jay Will has a legit opportunity to be the best percentage shooter on our team. There you go, guys. Chew on that for a little bit. Love you, and we will see you soon. Peace out, guys.